0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James. Loving, your host of
1: Loving That Sports Talk and co-host with me. Chris, you
2: that? I'm here, James.
1: Well, Chris, it's always a great time. I love when football comes back around, so. There's one
2: young man I got to get to talk to a lot, you know. Sometimes exactly. I get to catch
1: up
3: with him,
1: Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, a, it's It'll
3: be a good show. Yeah. Well, we're going to introduce our guest, Chris Mesby, former NFL player. The Seahawks.
1: Mesh, how you going? I am doing
3: fantabulous. How about
1: yourself? <laughs> I was just telling Chris, the only time I get to talk to you on football season, you only want to come on yet. I, so I, can
3: you up. I just told you I'm coming out to Denver to see you. There wow. you go. I'm going give you
1: 18 holes, and you ain't gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not
3: even concerned about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know
1: Chris got a lot of questions. I'm gonna jump in go, but I want to start off with, um, you know, and then back. But um, man, just I just want to throw this story out there. See what you think. This is Joey Bosa? What is going on? Is it him just being arrogant as the number three pick, or is it really about money?
3: Him no one plays with charges. What do you think? Uh, I think it's the era we live in. I mean, you know, everybody uh, they have a, a perceived notion about their value and, and how good they are, and uh, you know, you seem to be have gotten snubbed or something, and. And, you know, you still think that, you know, you are worth more. You know, and the reality is you are worth what someone is willing to pay for you. So, you know, he can sit out there all he wants. I mean, it's not like they're sitting back saying, you know, if we don't get this guy, we can't move forward and have a successful season. So uh, I think that's the conundrum that he's in. And the reality is, you know, at a certain point, if you want to play football, then you need to sign a contract. Are you going to sit out a whole year and roll the dice and hope that another team is interested in trying to sign you after you haven't played for a year? So uh, what
1: you're saying is the offer
3: they gave him, if I'm hearing this right, Chris, he should take. You know, is that what you're saying? Uh, Well, I mean, the the thing about it is, you know, what I'm saying about, like today, you know what people are getting now. So it's not like he doesn't know – what the other guys, you know, would, you know, similar, you know, whatever draft picks or you want to call it, you know, his agent should know, should have that deal on the numbers. And so that's what you use to really bargain for, that you want to make sure that, you know, your guy is, is in that relative, you know, 5% or less, you know, area of what the other guys are getting. mm mm-hmm.
2: So if they if they don't sign him, I mean, how is that going to jeopardize him in the future?
3: Well, he can't play this year. So that means right. he has to take a whole year off. It's not like if they don't sign him, he can go play for somebody else. They have the rights to him for the year. Oh, so after
1: this year,
3: if he don't play, uh, he can go sign anywhere else? Not, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, he's a free agent. I mean, you know, if he has to sit out the year. At least that's what he used to be, and I, I believe it's the same. And and then you know he can go play somewhere, but you know that's a, that's a year on the sideline. That's a year of not being active. That's a year of you know is he going to come back and be that same guy?
2: Right. Which which is going to affect his ability pretty much if he doesn't do do something this year.
3: Oh, I, I think it would. I mean, I I think it's one of those deals where you know you you try to you know you say to yourself you know I do want to play uh you know what they're offering is not where I believe I should be but at the same time you know he's still going to be you know a very well paid individual
2: oh yeah from what so, i was reading they they're going to they offered him you know this this huge signing bonus that that, that no rookie's ever received in the last two drafts and he's, like, making more money than than one other rookie this year. I mean, it's a pretty good offer, it sounds like.
3: Well, I mean, it, but it, once again, it still goes back to, you know, his perceived value of himself. Right. And, you know, I would say whoever is representing him, you know, they, they need to figure out a way to say, hey, you know, we've reached the ceiling, you know, They're not going to trade you. So the days of you saying that, you know, I want to go play for the other team and they're going to accommodate you, you know, are gone. So, you know, the reality is you can take the money and go play for the Chargers or, uh, you know, sit back and, you know, sit out the year and and keep your fingers crossed that somebody else is. But here's the problem, though. There's no one, I don't believe, that's going to pay him enough money to make up for what he's going to lose this year. So that's, right. that's what's not making sense to me. So do it seem like what they're trying to do,
1: never be, remember I seen that thing that he like many tools that say, hey, we don't want to play for this team. you think that's
3: what he's really doing? He don't want to play for the Chargers and, and that's what he's really, really doing? Uh, That 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 could be, I mean, that essentially could be the, the case. But, uh, you know, at, at the same time, you know he's rolling the dice, and if, and if and if and if that is really the case, then you know let him roll the dice and you know see if he if it turns out okay. I mean if if that's truly where he is, where he's already said to himself that this is one of the teams in the NFL that I do not want to play for. I don't care what they offer me, and that's the choice he gets to make. And he has to deal, you know. Life's always about choices, decisions, and consequences, and have, he'll have to deal with those consequences.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: Like, right we don't that, understand it. We don't get it. It's not making sense to us, So, but it doesn't have to. If it makes sense to him, he's going to do what he thinks is in his best interest. And sometimes, you know, what we do is not in our best interest. Yeah. And I'd say in this case, this is not in his best interest. Well, it worked out for Eli, didn't it, Nezby? Remember? Holy yeah, but but, but see, that. but it, it it worked out quick for Eli. You know, it worked out quick for Eli. It's it's not working out quick for him. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I I, I saw
3: that today. I'm
2: sorry. Pardon me? I I said I'm sorry. I I I I saw the article today and I was just like, Wow, he is being very foolish not to accept this at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: That kind of makes him look
3: best for all the other NFL teams. The teams will be like, hey, this guy don't, you know. But then well, again. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, this guy, you know, is not a guy kind of guy we want on the team because, you know, it's, it's just about him, you know. And, and don't get me wrong, the same could have been said, you know, of Eli, but, you know, everything moved so quickly, they were like, okay, well, you know, you go somewhere else then for, for whatever reason, I don't know what was behind it, you know, you know, maybe they got a call, uh, from the Giants, and they said, hey, you know, we'll give you this, 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 and this, boom. Mm-hmm. So, there was no call forthcoming, uh, and so he is still on outside looking in, and, he can't even make the argument that, they haven't made him a good offer, so, I mean, every day uh, he's fighting a losing battle because every day there are more and more that are saying, you know, yeah, that is, that is foolishness. That that's him making a bad career choice, a very you know, bad
1: career at, choice. At, at this point, man it's bad anyway because if he do come in, he's got to be um, a hell of a player because if he play bad, they're gonna be all over him,
3: right? So oh, you know, well, he, oh, but see, he, yeah, yeah, but he's already, he's already, but see, he's the one that's already created that. So everybody's going to be way more judgmental on him than the other guys. And so, if if, if you want to say, you know, that you know you are, you know, one of the greatest players since sliced bread, then they're going to judge you by far way more harsher than the other guys. You know, usually a rookie young guy comes in, you know. A lot of times, you know, he'll get a little pass. But in this case, you know, the, the fans are going to be expecting of him to really almost every game, you know, break out a can of whoop ass. I mean, be that guy on the field that is a difference maker because mm-hmm. you have said to, to the ownership, you have said to the other guys on the team that I am worth more dollars than you, 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 and you. And so now you have to prove that.
2: So based on what you know about him, do you think he is worth it, or do you think he's more of a headache than, than anything else?
3: I, I don't know about a headache, but I, I think that, you know, there there are so many players that have been outstanding football players their entire lives, and when they get to the NFL, you know, with with all the hoopla and everything else, they become just a guy, or they become just they are perceived as a good football player. Not a great football player, but a good football player. And a lot of times, you know, that destroys their ego and their play even plummets even further. So he's he's the one now that's put the target on his back and on his chest. And, you know, hopefully he has the, the mental capacity to really be that to, to be that stalwart, to be that guy that in spite of what's going on around him without a, without all the naysayers that he's gonna have coming at him, he's gonna prove to them that he is worth all that in a bag of chips. And, you know, I can't wait for him to sign to prove most of us wrong. And I really does hope I really do hope that he's able to prove us wrong because, you know, when you start making those choices, especially in this day and age of social media, and I'm sure everybody, you know, social media's out there is, you know, they give them their two cents and stuff, you know, it. it it's even bigger. So he's, he's made the situation far more bigger, far more enormous than what he needs to have made it, you know, and it, it's kind of like if you think you should be paid more than, you know, what is it based on?
2: Right.
3: Other than okay. the idea that I think I'm worth all that. So it can't yes, be that because I think I'm worth that. It. it needs to be based on on actions. Yeah, how
1: do you compare him to the normal draft pick
3: that Houston pick? Um, what was his guy's name?
1: He's just been a bum. Uh, what's the guy? He ain't played. He's been hurt. Uh,
3: the number one pick Houston took. Uh, what was his name, Chris? Well, you, know once, you know, once again, once again, you get guys that you know. I mean, they're by far. Way more number one draft choices that have been just good football players, right? As 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 far as you know, number one draft draft choices being that defining player that every organization looks for and wants. You know, right. I mean, there by far been guys that were just uh, were really good football players, but they weren't really that difference maker that the team, you know, talked about them being or even becoming. And so, and that's mm-hmm. a fact. So. You know he he's made it now, where no he has to be that defining player for the organization, and that's that's undue pressure that he's that's self inflicted pressure, so you know I just hope he has the mental toughness to to deal with all that and step out there and and like I said be that player that he says he is
2: mm-hmm. right wow well, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's gonna be tough for him so Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, so let, let, tell you what. Let, let, let's change the subject a little bit, and uh, let's talk about RG three. So he's been okay. named the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. You know, last season he was with the Redskins. He didn't play. He didn't play a down. Basically, there. You know, RG three came to Cleveland to resurrect his career. You know, how do you think he's going to do there?
3: You, you know, I I am an RG three fan. I think that you know. He has the mental toughness to overcome a lot of different situations. And, you know, I think he's going to be fine in Cleveland. I think, you know, uh, he is a, uh, he has the, no, he is by far to me, uh, he has all the qualities that you want for your starting quarterback to have. Uh, So what happened with the Redskins, you know, that's water under the bridge now. And I think if there's one young man that can resurrect his career is RG3. So I'm looking forward to watching him play for Cleveland and do some really good things for Cleveland. You, you know, Nazzie, I was the RG3
1: fan too. Everybody was a I was Like, you know what? Get this guy, but he shot himself in the foot. Nazzie, um, you know that. You know he's too much I of don't. himself and his keep The Isreal, you think it just, it's just Washington?
3: Well, I think that, you know, that's that's that, that immaturity that that some of us have. But, you know, I think that, you know, he's the type of player that I can't see him going to Cleveland and and not learning from what happened in and D C and being that 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 football player that a lot of us thought he would be and a lot of us thought he would be able to become. And I'm gonna be one of those guys that are on the side that I believe that RG three is going to overcome his setbacks in in DC and 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 be a, a solid quarterback, and that's something we can talk about, you know, later on during the season. It's funny you said that because I talked to
1: Senator of my self journey. And he's like the thing with the media; these players understand that they can hurt you or help you. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. yeah, plain and simple. You're gonna either waiting or the media. Bring you down, or they're gonna—you know—I'm saying—you so agree with that, Nick? Oh, no question. There's no doubt about that.
2: Yep. true. Right, Very true. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the Raiders and the possibility about them making Las Vegas their new home. You know, do you think that'll be something positive or negative? I mean, what what what's your thoughts on that?
3: I think that would be extremely negative. <laughs> Uh, it's great. It's, I mean, uh, Vegas is an adult wonderland. And if you're going to bring a professional team to Vegas, guys that have, for the most part, some of them that have endless pocketbooks, you know, it's, it's going to be Solomon Gamora. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be hard to keep the players in check because there's going to be too many things going on. There's going to be too many distractions. Uh, the thing about Vegas is that, you know, it, it's not called an adult wonderland for, for nothing. That's where we go to have fun. And if you're just in a city where all you do is have fun, then you lose focus on what you're supposed to be doing, playing football. You think Vegas works than um, L.A.? Oh, hey, yes. <laughs> I grew up in L.A. I mean, LA—you can choose to go where you want to go. In Vegas, it's happening everywhere, so it's it's in your face everywhere, and so you know it's a lot to that saying when people say you know what what uh, happens in Vegas stays in Vegas.
1: Yeah.
3: So. Well, this is what we're do. we got to take a break, but uh, I'm gonna get right to the
1: nitty gritty. I'm gonna ask you about what's going on with those CLC y'all. This is Jay Lover and Chris Goho, and I guess Nedley will be right back.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
2: Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason.
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack. I'm your host. I hope you that. First coho with me. With me, Chris. You there?
2: I am here. I'm excited. Just like yes on the NFL the NFL
1: player Navy. Be, before we talk one more football, football again. I just wanna all of us to know if come out here with a golf club, he ain't
3: trouble.
1: I'm putting that on the air. That's <laughs> not coming. Oh no no,
3: no, 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 oh, no, oh, no, no, no. See first of all, it's <laughs> going on the air. So so make no mistake about that. In fact, we're gonna talk about it even before we go on the golf course, okay? It's going to be Natsby's coming to town. Uh-huh. And guess what, folks? Yep. I said, I'm going to break out a channel whoop asshole, Natsby. And then guess what? We're going to go on the radio, uh-huh. and we're going to see if that's true or false.
2: Uh-uh.
1: You might not win a hole. Just put it that way.
3: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: how much you want to bet? we back
1: on uh-huh. a hole. Uh-huh.
2: I
3: did it
1: with my friend. we bet a 100 a hole. I walked out of there. I don't know what Craig She He has diamond all on the wrist. And they, but we'll talk about that later. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Anyway, man, Chris won't get to the question, but I'm going to get right at it. Your team, the Seattle, you know, they got a team now to compete with them, um, Carolina, you know, and I think, you know, they kind of knocked Seattle back. Everybody thought Seattle would be the favorite every year, but do you see y'all battling with Carolina this year, do you see y'all doing better than Carolina? Y'all lost Josh Norman, you know, so what do you think, man?
3: Uh, you know, I will say this for a while, that you know, I have no questions that the Seahawks
0: uh, are, are a very
3: dominant team, and they're a team that I'm expecting to win the division, go to the playoffs, and it's not going to shock me for them to be in the Super Bowl again. Hmm. Go,
2: ahead. go ahead, so, so, Nesby, um, since we're now talking about the, the, your, your, your Seahawks, um, I want uh-huh. to talk to you a little bit about Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin. So, last season, they outplayed defenses on third downs. Um, a big reason was the quick passes their coaches stressed after the bye week. As a defensive player, how can you defend against this?
3: Well, you know, I think at at some point you got to just uh put on your big boy shoulder pads and say we got to man these guys up. You know, we 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 have to understand that, you know, I mean, if you're going to play zone, then usually short passes are going to be available. You know, it's almost like, you know, the, but the thing about those, uh, Doug and, and Jermaine, but Doug in particular, you know, he'll catch the ball and make somebody miss. So, uh, I mean, I would like to, do if it was me, I'd play more man against them. Just, you know, roll the dice that way and, and, and see how that works.
1: Because yeah, the other way hasn't be, been working. You have to lose a big key part of your defense when they lost it. Their- to defensive back. You think that Billy hurt them or was his... I'm sorry play I that question. Being, how, how big is the your big starting cornerback, um, you know, or was his play being, you know, tailored by the um, defensive line getting pressure on
3: the quarterback? Which one was it? So are you talking about the corner that they had last year? Yeah. yeah. I, no, but, uh, I don't think they were happy with him, so that wasn't a problem. Uh, you know, it was just one of those situations where, you know, they... They they went out and got a young man and he just never played to the level that they anticipated him playing at. So I, I don't think uh, it's going to adversely uh, affect them, you know, by because they one brought a uh, Browner back and and they have some other guys that you know uh, that compete well and that that could be that starting corner. So you know, I'm always. Uh, That's that's kind of their their cornerstone, really. I mean, the secondary, so they're going to be okay.
2: Hmm. Yep. All right, so it's shown that a receiver typically peaks at age twenty seven in football, and after that, their yards start dropping off every year as they near age thirty. You know, very few few receivers over age thirty have had a thousand yard seasons, except for you know a couple now, Larry Fitzgerald, Brandon Marshall. They're both turning thirty two this season. You know, what are their chances of following up their incredible 2015 seasons with large yardage again?
3: You know, I, I just, I just, uh, I, I see how those guys work out and prepare themselves. And, you know, I mean, for the most part, a lot of them, when the work's done, they go home. You know, they're not out doing a lot of different things. And when you look at uh, Larry Fitzgerald in particular, you know, he, he's a student of the game. You know, he knows all the, the nuances that all the different DBs have. You know, he knows how to work them because, you know, in his spare time, he's focused on what he needs to do to beat that next guy he has to face. And, and that's the same mentality that a lot of the Seahawks players have. And so when you're in that environment and that's that's how it is, then that's become who, that be, then you become, you know, who you are that way because you're in an environment where all the, the guys that are doing well are doing that. You know, I'm sure on the plane, they got their little DVD players, whatever, you know, at least on the, on their little computers because now they give them laptops, you know, and they're looking at plays. You know, Russell Wussell is not the only guy that studies a lot on that team. So you, you have a team of, there by far, more players on that team that do things the right way. I mean, you know, a coach is always trying to dictate what he wants for you and what he thinks is the best. But the buy-in has been so solid. You know, Pete Carroll's buy-in has been so solid. And and, and the buy-in is that it's not about I and me. It's about us and we. We play hard. We play well. We fight for one another to the end. And and, that's, and those, those guys have bought in 100% with that. And so, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, they're not defined by that one game, and that's why I say they're so resilient because, you know, they're not going to sit around and say, oh, man, you know, we lost this game, blah, blah, and feel sorry about themselves. You know, next week they're trying to figure out what happened. They're trying to improve, and they're going to the next situation with the idea that we're going to get it fixed this time. We're going to do the right thing this time. We're going to make it happen for us this time. And they do that as a team, so it's not just one guy that's saying that. As a team, most of the leaders speak
1: the same language, and that's great to have on your team. Navy, yeah, uh how, how, how old were you when you stopped playing in the NFL? When I stopped? Yeah. Oh, 36. So ask me this. I like age 30, and after that, did you start seeing yourself have to work harder, work out, hard, you know, train more, or did you feel yourself going down in a step, you know, step
3: or something, you know, after 30? You know, was probably probably the what allowed me to play as long as I did was that I always knew that being in condition gave me a distinct advantage because mentally, you know, everybody knew that, you know, I'd been in the league long enough to know a lot of different things. And, and my whole idea was that we didn't have year-round programs like they do today. So I would always start working out the second week of February. And so when the second week of February came around, that's when I would start working out. You had guys that would start working out, you know, uh, you know, a couple of weeks before training camp, a month before training camp. I mean, mini camp, not training camp, but mini camp. So you'd have mini camp in April, and then, you know, guys kind of hang out, do some things, and they start working out again in June. Well, I got on my program in February, and I stayed on that program to the end. And even after my 14th year, I knew it was time for me to go because when the second week of February rolled around, I didn't do nothing. And then mm-hmm. March came around. I worked out maybe a week or two. Then I stopped again. Then uh, yeah, I even got a call from the Seahawks, I uh, think, end of July, August 1st. Uh, you know, can they get one more out of me? And I told them no because I hadn't done the things that I knew I needed to do to be at my best. And usually when you're that old like I was, if I would have had anything left, I would have been a player coach or something like that. You know, So they were looking for me more as, as, as a leadership as, as opposed to being a player. But I knew I couldn't even go out and do that. Else I would have.
2: Right. So, right.
3: you know, and, and to me, that, that's what I see a lot in the Seahawks, is that they are always preparing themselves. They are always expecting the best. And and, and that's almost to a man. And and a lot of times, you know, I've been around great players, but, you know, they're worth ethic and everything else was questionable, and at times, they got him in trouble. So, you know, I don't see those guys being that way. Most of those guys that you know as being stars, they're working out hard with each other. They're studying hard with each other. They're doing the right thing to make themselves and to give themselves the best chance to win, and they do it, once again, as a team. Mm -hmm.
2: Hmm. All right, so let's talk about Josh Norman a little bit. Uh, he was given the franchise tag with the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers took back the tag and released him, saying the two sides couldn't work out a long term deal. But in April Washington Redskins made a great offer to Norman and he took it. Uh do you think the Carolina do you think that Carolina will miss him, you know, in the defense, or do you think the Redskins are gonna come out the winner by signing him?
3: I I think it's gonna be more of Carolina's loss than the Redskins gain, so to speak. Uh you know, he he's kind of a uh, he was a spark plug, uh, you know, in, in the secondary. You know, he's the guy that you know, kind of the rah rah guy. But he was not just a rah rah guy; he was a rah rah guy that could play. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a guy like that that inspires other guys around him, then that's somebody you you want to re- oh, excuse me, really think about holding on to. <laughs> Go. that's what you're worried about. <laughs> you need to stop. Because <laughs> I'm going to beat you so bad,
2: you're going to be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you guys should, should just bet on dinner, you know. Forget the $100, just bet on dinner.
1: <laughs>
2: All
3: right, well, man. We're we'll going we'll go to the airway. No. Uh, okay, hold on. Is dinner... And it's a uh, hundred and fifty dollar cap on dinner. There you go. I like that. Yeah,
2: because so you know, we, we know we know what's going to happen, James. It's we, okay. We can go to the
3: best spot, and, and you got in Denver. You know, have some nice wine, whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I already made a little reservation. <laughs> but right? no, but no, no. no. <laughs> but here's the deal. No, no. Hold on, hold on. Let's be clear. Uh-huh. You're gonna spend a hundred and fifty on me, and then you got to spend whatever you want on yourself. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's so, not 150 it's for the whole meal. The 150 goes yeah. to me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm, you don't spend the money on me. I'm going to get my drink on, too. Okay. Then, well, we're going to both get our drink on. I ain't worried about that. Yeah. And I'm going
1: to take the off.
3: But see, you have to realize. You have to realize, though. See, I'm making up for lost time. I didn't start drinking until I was 46, so I got a lot of catching up to do. I started
1: when I was three years old,
3: so I know how to keep going so. <laughs> Okay, then you're the pro. You're the pro when it comes to drinking. Oh, boy. But golf, golf not so much.
2: (laughs) Okay, all right, so... Let's talk about because so Greg Olson, he's the tight end for the Carolina Panthers. Since we were talking about that, he, mm-hmm. I, I read somewhere that he's predicted to be tied with Rob Gronkowski this upcoming season as best tight end in the in the NFL. You know, this is mostly due to Olson getting more playing time than Gronkowski. Uh, what's your opinion on that?
3: Uh, well, unfortunately, you know that that's somebody else's opinion. You know, I, I just think. Uh, uh, the Patriots have the best tight end in the game and I think he's proved it year after year and that's that for me I mean if I'm going to say who I think is uh, if there is such a, a guy that one position I would I would be able to pick somebody he, he would be my choice and I think he would be most players and most coaches choice with the, with the right. exception of uh, the, the Panthers of course right but don't, they, don't they both, like, I'm saying, just in like, kind don't grunt play in the flat a lot, Men. Uh, You know, I mean, he just, to me, he has that ability to make those big plays, big catches, and I don't think anyone's ever questioned, you know, his toughness. I mean, he's just, you know, he's... If he wasn't playing tight end, you know he he'd be a wild defensive end coming off the edge. You know what I mean? I mean he just he he has that nastiness you want your offensive player to have, but he's under control.
1: Huh. Right.
2: That's all right, that's seven. all right. Okay, Nesby, let, let's be real here. If you are a head coach and, and or an owner of an NFL team, would you be interested in trading for Cleveland Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon, knowing his past and who, you know, <clears throat> basically he's one, one failed drug test away from another long suspension?
3: Uh, that would be a no.
2: <laughs> I mean, you
3: you, you can't, uh, it's, until he proves to me that he's dependable, I don't care how talented he is. You know, I'm I'm not going to to risk bringing someone in. You know, that is as talented as he is, but he has those major off the field issues, and in his mindset, you know, when he when he says things that you know, I to be able to do what I to be able to do, I to be able to do what I want to do, and that's not reality. That's not how things are, so, so, you know, with, with that being said, I'm not going to be shocked, you know, if he does get that, that third strike, so, you know, it's not going to be like, oh my goodness, I was surprised, I can't believe he did that. Hey man, another question, you know, all, this show is only about, you know, our opinion, you know, it's just opinions. what do you think, you know, I feel like I can talk to people about these players, like, like, you know, kind of like a jockey
1: owner, get in trouble off field, you, you can't getting told to make millions. Guys like they can't stop smoking weed just to you know make five million.
3: What is it with them Nazi? They just think they I mean, you can't stop smoking weed to make five million, I mean for five years you know what I'm saying, What are they thinking Well, well it? here's the thing, it, it's not like it started once he got to the NFL. So okay. you know, you you can't you can't say that, you know, where he played college ball, at the coaches didn't know what was going on. So, so if you're in an environment where you know, as long you know you can rape, as long as you play good football, then you can do those things and just play good football, and they'll look the other way. And I'm not trying to you know make that really wholeheartedly accusation in terms of you know uh, of the coaching staff, but more times than not, coaches know what their players are doing. They know the kind of guy that they're dealing with. They they know uh, what he's struggling in. So, but in, instead of, you know, getting in help, it was kind of like, you know, hey, you know, you're doing what you do. Keep doing that, and we're okay.
2: Yeah. Something wrong with that. Something wrong with it, so... All right, so I was reading an article that listed Adrian Peterson, who's the running back the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you what.
3: You
1: go Let's take
2: a break. We come back, then I'll follow up with my question. So we'll be right okay. back.
3: You got it.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving,
1: your host of Loving That Sports
2: Talk and co host with me, Chris. You I'm here.
1: Because I just got a important text that came to my phone. It beat three times. I wanted to say it on the air because I wanted to get it out there. Um, Hey, Reeves, um, it's from my good friend Tiger Woods. I would like to get in on that bet, love, and I want to (laughs) bet on you. Yes. Oh, (laughs) oh. I'm just telling you what Tiger Woods sent me. I'll
3: tell you what Tiger Woods sent me, so. Look, 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 look. You can have any cheerleader you want. <laughs> you know,
2: N- 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 just in, saying you know, whatever. He no. Whatever like. No, they're not gonna be out there to
3: help you. It's gonna be you and me. So I'm not concerned about what Tiger has to say. Okay. Now, if he, I'm playing Tiger, that's a whole different deal. But I'm playing you, and you ain't no Tiger. He said, "Can't he get a side that." That's all he wants. <laughs> um, I, okay, I, I want to know that, that I ain't gonna probably give him Tiger, but it's gonna be in my realm, not his.
0: <laughs>
2: I got I've off right
3: now. <laughs> Good
1: day. Good day. Nesby
2: Nesby right. James likes to likes to have everyone call him Tiger um when they call him on the phone and stuff though. So <laughs> I'm just just telling you that you know No 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 they call him they
3: they they should be call him Acrobat
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, hey, I'm not gonna eat until
1: we play. I'm going to eat up
3: that hundred fifty
2: dollars.
3: You just wait. I'm gonna a strike. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, um, Mr. Levin is say. Your- you know, if you're scared, get a dog. So, you know, I understand. You have your dog out there in the course with you. You know, it is <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I really do.
2: Okay, I, I don't even know what to say with you guys, but, you know, just have fun. Uh, so, uh-huh. so what I was just starting to say before we took our last break, Nesby, was I was reading an article that listed Adrian Peterson, who's the running back for Minnesota Vikings, as being overrated. And the reason is, they say, is passing is more important than rushing, and efficiency is more important than raw totals. You know, keep in mind that uh, Peterson led the NFL in rushing yards and t- and touchdowns last season. He also led the league with 327 carries, and no other running back had more than 290 carries. What do you think about Adrian being thought of as overrated?
3: <laughs> I think it's extremely laughable. I mean, you, you're not going to find any defensive player in the National Football League that are going to say that he's overrated. I mean, he's, he's been uh, a stud from the first time he stepped on the football field. I mean, uh, you know, he, he's, he's fearless, he's tough, you know, speed, uh talent you know yeah so to, to me sometimes you know you can you can look for things that aren't there, you know you can all the stats you want you know the bottom line is that uh you look at how many yards he's been able to 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 get over his career when, when you look at how many great runs that he's had, when you look at how many defining moments he's had in the game. When when you realize that you know he's going to be a, a a first ballot Hall of Fame inductee, like like you know, I don't care what statistician, it, whatever they're talking about, you know, in in the minds of football players, you talk about great backs, he's included in that conversation. Right. Just
1: my changes
3: are still in that area, but.
1: You know
3: everybody's talk about Roger Dale. You think he got too much power, or that's the power the players gave him? I mean, cause look at you know. Come on, Roger Goodell? Yeah. No, that's the that power the the ownership has given him, and I, I think that you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure you know how in love they were with him when he first started, but they are in bed together now, and. You know, what Roger says goes, and, and that's that. Uh, yes, he does have too much power, but, you know, that's the power that, you know, the National Football League ownership, you know, has given him. So, uh, and in their minds, he's earned it. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot you could say other than, you know, you know, he's walking around now with a big stick, and, you know, you don't want to get in his way because, you know, it's going to, you'd be hurt if he gets you with that big stick because he, he has so much power and, and what he says carries so much weight. Uh, you know, uh, they have entrusted him to keep the National Football League going in this direction that it's going in. And that's, that's the guy that, you know, they, they see as, as doing the things done. And, uh, you know, he speaks his mind, you know, but the one thing I will say about him is that, you know, uh, he can be just as critical when it, when it so comes, the when it comes to the ownership. So, uh, you know, the, the one thing I've said about him all along is that, you know, to me, I don't have a problem with him because he's, he's a black and white guy. So it's not like you don't know. Because he tells you what he's going to do. He tells you what his expectations are. And if you cross the line, then, you know, you, once again, you deal with the consequences. So I really don't have that much of a problem with him.
1: Right. Yeah, Well, how, how do some of these um, differ? You know, one guy for the Giants only get one game. You know, their acquisition is like, over 20 times. Other people get six games and then get kicked out, you know. How,
3: how, how can he be different? You know, you know. Well, the, well I mean, yeah, I think like this: you you, you can't look at it from a, a a fairness perspective, so to speak. I mean, you know, it's it, I mean, it's going to always be different strokes for different folks, uh, and 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 that's just how the world is, and that's why you know, at times, you know, as human beings, we seem so dysfunctional because we'll look at the same situation. And treat someone different, entirely different, which makes no sense. So that's the world we live in, and that's you know, and that's our reality. And, and it's not going to change anytime soon. Right. Go
2: ahead, go ahead. Well, to get back about Adrian, um, it was funny because last season, before or before the season started, they haven't had him overrated even last season. So you know, why they keep doing that, and he keeps. keeps keeps extending everything and, and proving himself year in, year in, year out. I don't understand why, why that happens.
3: So. It, 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 it's comical to me. It's laughable. It's kind of like, you know, somebody has a vindictive. Somebody, you know, evidently, you know, he didn't give the guy the story that he wanted. He pissed him off or whatever. You know, but, but point being, to me, it, it's ridiculous to, to even make that statement to say that Adrian Peterson is overrated, that, you know... How does he say he's overrated? He's just a guy that somehow the yards that he's accruing, you know, anybody could do it because he's played behind this this, this five star offensive line his entire career, you know, that have opened up holes where, you know, a, a bus could run through, you know, and where we've all seen Adrian Peterson break tackles and score touchdowns. We've all seen him make a play out of nothing and, and get a first down. So, you, you know, I. Like I said, to me, it's laughable for them to even suggest that he, of all people, is the most overrated guy. Like, are you kidding me? You know, right. I like to have a conversation with the, with the guy who, who wrote the article, and then we can talk back. You, you know
2: doing what, doing I'm going to send you the, the name of the author just so you can have a conversation with him. So, okay, yeah, so, oh. you want me to ask a question? he doing that because, you know,
1: he
2: got that sort
1: of in that talk about thinking of you.
3: Because after he did that, it seemed like everybody against you know
1: you? Okay, I didn't hear you.
3: Uh, so you think they started to criticize him now because he got that little thing about spanking his child? Because before then, they they uh, loved him. You know, I, I I don't think so. I mean, I mean that's I mean we I I know I have I put my hands on my kids, you know, and and I believed in that. So, but that right. uh, that's the world I grew up in. You know, we have to go out and get switches off the tree and stuff. And if we brought a bar, if we brought a small switch back, She go out and get the big one, and we were really in trouble. So you know, I, I think that you you have a group that really believes that you can talk to your children and 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 all that, and then you have others that you know this is how we were brought up. You know, we were okay. You know, we're not having you know drama and and. Uh, and concern over about getting our butts spanked, you know, when we were a little kid. And sometimes, you know, we felt it was we deserved it. So uh, now all of a sudden, you know, you can't holler at the child, you can't scream at the child, you know, everybody that plays sports gets gets a trophy, you know. In college almost everybody goes to a playoff, I mean goes to a bowl game. I mean so it that's that's the kind of world we live in now. So for them to come at him for, you know, Joined to a child, what was done to him? Uh, I I just didn't buy into the angst that or, or the storyline. Everybody was trying to to bring about that he's just abusive parent. That you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, I just don't think he is. I, I mean, you know, from from what I've been able to see from afar, you know, that was an incident, and and that's what occurs sometimes. But you know. Other than that, I don't. I don't think uh, anyone covering sports would try to defame him because, you know, he spanked his child. Uh, you know, to say that he's the most overrated running back is the most foolish statement I've heard anybody say about a professional athlete.
2: Yep. Well, okay. So. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos and their quarterback situation. You know, the two there's been two preseason games, and there's still no front runner. You know, we have Mark Sanchez who has three turnovers in over two quarters of play. Then there's Trevor Simeon who has one, and Paxton Lynch who also has one. You know, by now, shouldn't one of them have stood out by you know as as the as the best quarterback that Denver can have? And then the second question is, if you had to decide today, who would you want to go with?
3: You know it looks like they're playing three card marley uh you know put up a bait switch uh you know i i would i would say you know mark Sanchez, but he hasn't been that guy that I thought he would be at this level, so you know i I still think they they haven't found the right guy yet and right. You know, and they may not even have the right guy in those three guys that they have. So it's going to be interesting.
2: Yeah, would have be, been Duma a better choice? Than they went with Colin Kaepernick.
3: Oh, if they could get him, I, I'd say yeah. Hmm. You think
1: Demar's going to He still, has, has, he still
3: has some miles left in him. Uh, you know, I, I think he still has the the ability to lead a team into the playoffs and, you know, get on the right team and even go back to the Super Bowl again. You know, because he's that wild card. He's that guy that if he gets hot, he's really hot. You know, right. unfortunately, if he gets cold, then he's really cold. But, you know, he's at an age now where hopefully he's maturing. Uh, but but he has all the physical attributes you look for at that position. So it's just a matter of him putting things together and to becoming more consistent. Well, we only got a few minutes before we have uh, to end. I want to
1: thank again, Nezzy, for you know, always loving the football field I can get a hold of you. I appreciate it. You know, you calling in. Ah, uh, no worries, no worries, buddy. I tell you what, you are going to worry. You are going to worry, you come out here
3: with no golf club, i tell you that, much. You sound like a silly rabbit now, like what's wrong with you? You come out here with no golf club, you are going to worry, that's all I got to say. And that ain't no opinion. I don't leave home without them. I don't leave home without them, so don't worry about it. Yeah, you better bring them out, your American Express, because you're going to need it to pay for dinner. (laughs) Okay, man, whatever, whatever. Whatever, you, you know. You know, you know, somebody's going to be on the radio saying, "Oh, wow, well, I don't know what happened." <laughs> <laughs> you, you said you'll be home without. You better not, because you got to pay for the bill. <laughs> hey, going to be like I said. Somebody's going to be saying, "I don't know what happened." That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, thanks again, Naz and Chris. <laughs> all right, take you care,
2: bet. Chris, take thank you, Chris. Thanks. You take
3: care. Bye. Bye. Right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>